Listeners to another episode of Real Education, the, the musical. musical. I, I kind of just—I'm just going to accept that. You that's, were very musical that time. Yeah, I'm just going to accept that that's how that always is going to happen. So, uh, welcome. I, mean, I have to practice for it to get better. <laughs> when, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, so, I'm one of your hosts, Wendy, joined as always by Vinny. <laughs> ah, that's even better. I'm just jumping in there this time. Right on, and Mike. And um, we are joined. We are joined for this episode. This is very exciting. By my co-shenanigator, Melissa. Jazz hands. So Melissa and I started a podcast years ago called Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome, and it's how I got into podcasting. Woo-hoo! And uh, and so she is here in Austin for fantastic. Oh, no, it's like both Fest. of our moms are here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will uh, I will practice my over the glasses stare at you. <laughs> I don't feel like I need much practice. Yeah. I, I, I've I've got a lot of practice yeah. at this yeah. look. Okay. <laughs> she does it to me a lot. I'm the marm. Like, I, I do that the marm. Surprise me. <laughs> I get a lot of that. Um, so Melissa's in town for Fantastic Fest, and so of course we had to bring her on an episode. Yes. And so the movie we are going to watch. Um, now here's the truth of it, listeners. We it's actually a lost episode. It is a lost episode. How can we have a lost episode this early into our existence? Because we're bad at podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is how you learn. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, in that. the early years, yeah, early years of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome, we did the exact same thing. <laughs> yes, we did. And Wendy is learning just. The now we've learned that. actually, you know, sound check. Yes. Early. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't look right. Maybe yeah. we should check on that. Yeah, there's a lot of static in this. Like, a lot of static. Like, so much static. So, um, I showed this movie to Vinny and Mike, who both loved it. Yes, and, very true. Um, but the sound quality was just irredeemable. And so, we're like, here's the solution. We actually did want to come back. There's another Lost episode that we kind of don't want to do it again. It may not come back. Yeah, yeah, it may not come back okay. again. Okay. Um, but this one, Mike, Mike was actually like... I fucking love, like, I've listened to the soundtrack so many times since we watched it. Like, it's the one, even more, as much as I talk about Phantom of the Paradise, <laughs> I still come back to this one more than Phantom of the Paradise because there's so many, there's like every song on here is amazing. So, yeah, it um, really is so great. this is high praise. I mean, yeah, the, I fucking love it. Now and, I'm expecting more than Phantom of the Paradise. And, and it's, really well, stuck. I mean, it's, di- it's, it's, like it's different. <laughs> okay, okay. Ooh, I feel like hard I should to, knock things down a couple times yeah, now. Hard to compare. Um, is there Paul Williams content? There's not. Damn. So when I posited, God, because we really, I was like, but this is foundational because in the episodes after we kept referring back to this one. I talk about Jeremy Jordan a lot. <laughs> and um and so I was like, well the answer is to do it again with a new noob, which is now Melissa. So we're gonna watch what? the last five years. Yeah. Yes. Which is on Netflix. You can very in, easy to find. There's so, no excuse oh, not to go out and watch it immediately. Except that nobody's heard of it, which is another reason why I wanted to do it again. Because even if only ten people listen to this podcast and watch it, that's ten more people who will discover this really interesting musical. So, um, do you know anything about this musical? I know jack about this movie, except that <laughs> you previously had an episode about about it that I couldn't rescue. <laughs> I sent I sent it off to it Melissa was, it to was try. Rough. It <laughs> yeah. was rough. Is, is there anything we can do, yeah, the, Sensei? The spectrum 
the spectrogram on on the audio was just like a solid color of pink. It's like, no, there's really nothing I can do with this. It's really just all noise <laughs> yeah, at this that's point. That's all it is. It was less us talking that's and more just what it is static. I'm talking anyway. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say I mean, it out loud. <laughs> at least, yeah, you know. We didn't have to say it. Yeah. We did have to reaffirm it and repeat yeah, I mean, right. it. <laughs> um, okay, so the last five years... Um, it's on Netflix. It is a modern one. Yes. Right? Okay. It's just uh, within the last, gosh, is it? I don't five know. or six years? I think it's 20. It's, it's, it's within, within the last five, five years. tonight. I've got my notes over there so I have, to have every all the details on I mean, it. it's like since, I mean, it's since both of the stars in it were a thing. So it's yeah. been relatively okay. recent. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, it's got, it's basically a two-person show. It's cool. Jeremy Jordan and Anna Kendrick. Hey, and Anna Kendrick. Yeah. It was an uh, off-Broadway hit that musical theater people fucking love. And somehow or another, somebody decided to make it a movie, and I'm still boggled that, like, a movie, like, that a, anybody gave it money, like, sure, I'm sure we could find enough people to watch this. Really? I, really? Because, and then they Especially didn't market it Especially once we talk about how, when we get into later, how it's staged. Um yeah. I don't know either. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm so glad move. it is. A, I, I'm so glad it is a Me movie, too. but I don't understand the decision process on yeah. it. Who like the decision tree might just be like also some sort of it could have gone so differently. <laughs> oh yeah. So we should just show it to Melissa. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yes. yeah, now I feel like I'm just talking around all the things I want to talk about later. <laughs> all right. So, to say. Uh, all right. All right. Last five years after the break. Jamie's decided it's time to move on. Jamie has new dreams he's building upon. And I'm still hurting. Did I just hear an alarm start ringing? Did I see sirens go flying past? I've got a singular impression. Things are moving too fast. Pretty good, right? I've never been more attracted to you. I could wander Paris after dark. Take a carriage ride through Central Park. But it wouldn't be as nice as a summer in Ohio, where I'm sharing a room with a former stripper and her snake. I love you. Wayne. Oh my god. Look at me. Look at him. Son of a bitch, I guess I'm doing something right. I finally got something right. Kathy, I have to go. It's not have to go. Kathy. Captain, stop!
what was that, Melissa? What was that one note you wrote? <laughs> oh, okay. Right so, back into it. Oh, we're right into it. Okay. So I was taking a few notes, and there is one note that I simply wrote down that said, jerk. <laughs> and that is it. Just I feel like that jerk. accurately depicts him. Well, I mean... At I, least for... I, mean, I kind of... Did the opposite of Wendy with this watch, where you said last time, the first time you watched it, you were all like, well, she sucks. Uh-huh. And then last time when we watched it, you were like, no, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> and this time, I, like, the first time we watched it, I was all, uh, I was like, yeah, he's an asshole. Like, fuck him for cheating on her and being a dick and blah, blah. And then this time I'm kind of like, you know, I kind of, like, he still sucks. But, like, she's not that great either. They both suck. Yeah, they, well, they're both 20-somethings who got married without ever learning how to fucking communicate. Yeah. Let's just say yeah. it like yeah. it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I felt the same way this time that I did when we first watched it, where they're both not great. Like, <laughs> I don't really hate one more than the other or love one. Like, they're, I mean, like you said, I mean, they're young, and sure, they're in love, but... This time, I think I achieved... I'm still... It still leaned a little bit more towards jerkishness on his part. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that I didn't qualify who was the jerk in my right, notes. Right, exactly. But everybody's yeah. like, oh, and yeah, he's the jerk. <laughs> but they're both kind fair. of jerks, yeah. but I he's a really lot a jerk. More charming. Part of it's just because we've watched more stuff with Jeremy Jordan in it mm-hmm. since, and yeah. like I'm 100% on that train. Yeah, yeah I just saw him as Newsies this whole time. <laughs> 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 Gary That definitely helped, but also, like, yeah, I think I'm, like, his charm, for sure, I, like, see a lot more of it this time watching. See, where, like, I have some very definite thoughts about some of the things he does, but it is, there are so many things she does that indicate that she has real concerns about this relationship, and what it is she truly wants and whether or not it is actually this all and it runs all the way through that you're like so it it's not so much that she's a jerk as much as uh, you you got into a relationship that you were actually maybe never quite sure about yeah just like she latched on because she was so sure that that's what she needed and therefore that's what she wanted but they weren't always in line. Well, I feel like uh, she's still in the stage of her life where she's kind of grasping at what she actually wants right. to do. And without really knowing herself, how could she really that's, get into a deep relationship that's like that? One of her last songs is um, I Can Do Better Than That. Mm-hmm. And that's what that entire song is about, is that like she doesn't know what she wants, but she thinks she can do better than like her I, friends. I know, what I, I know what I don't want. Exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. that. Yep. I can do better. I'm not sure what better is, but yeah. it's not that. <laughs> so, and now she's also determined also not being married to Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I found it also really remarkable early on in the movie. Like, the first song is Jamie, 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 Jamie. You never actually heard her name spoken until pretty far into the movie. It's like, unless you actually saw what her name was on the letter, you had no clue who she was. It's yeah, like she like, had. It's like she the had, third or fourth song, maybe even further into yeah. it. She's actually, her yeah, because the next spoken. song after yeah. that is uh, Chicks a Goddess, so yeah. he doesn't even say her name. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's really. Mm, mm, meaty, mm, meaty, isn't it? Meaty? Yes. Because, mm, yes, yes. I mean, the thing. <laughs> The thing is, like, it's easy to be like, oh, you're you're reading too much into it, except that these sorts of projects go through so much workshopping and revision. Everything is actually deliberate. At some point, mm-hmm. every, they do make a choice. Like, like at some point, somebody beside you notice, like, we're not saying Kathy's name. No, that's good. We shouldn't. 
Yeah. <laughs> like that really does communicate something about the power dynamic between them. And it is an imbalanced power dynamic. It's, and he, whether he knows it or not, he uses that power to manipulate her a lot. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, well, yeah, whether it's intentional or not, it's always. Oh, my yes. God. So we just left in there. Hi, listeners. <laughs> Hi. So, we have thoughts. So the last, the last five years, if you didn't go watch it, which you should. Yeah, the, definitely should. The premise is it's basically just a two-person show, as I said. And the whole premise is it's a five-year relationship between this this couple. And it starts for the female at the end. The first song is Kathy's song. And she's dealing with the fact that Jamie has left her. It's not a spoiler because it's the first thing that happens. And the next song is his song at the beginning of the relationship. And so what's happening is they're both telling the same story, but she's going backwards and he's going forwards. And they alternate between, like, he gets a song, she gets a song, he gets a song, she gets a song. So you're starting at the ends and you're kind of ping-ponging back and forth, slowly getting closer until in the middle of the show is the proposal and the wedding... And then it switches, and then you go, and then they're now on the different sides going back out. Mm -hmm. And so it's memento with music. (laughs) (laughs) Raspberries! Hey, (laughs) or Benjamin Button, depending. (laughs) So um, he, like, if so, to put it in chronological order, um, he says he's twenty-three, so she's got to be that age or a little bit younger. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, roughly. He quit college. To write and like right out of the gate, he gets a book deal that and like an and it, people are fighting over optioning it. Like he's way too successful, way too young. Oh, like his professor? Yeah, his professor's just like handing out his manuscript, un unfinished manuscript to like without like, even asking because like the the call that he gets, he's like, oh, that's how you how'd you get that? <laughs> I mean, no, it's fine, draft. but like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, you want to publish? What you want to publish? And right at the, the point that's happening, he has just met Kathy, who is an aspiring actress, and he becomes wildly successful, and she does not. And their marriage suffers the strains of that, as well as just their, like, the mishmash of who they are, and eventually falls apart. It's a very simple story, but it's told so brilliantly. It really is. Mm-hmm. Like, every time I I listen to it, like I said, I've listened to it a lot, I pick up something else. And this time, like, I can't believe I never figured out the part where... <laughs> so it's when I they, feel like we talked about it when we, we did this. We did talk about how that's the middle part. I didn't realize, so their song, the only duet they have... I mean, the end is kind of, it's them singing two different songs. But his song becomes a counter melody to her song, and it's really cool. But the actual, like, real duet that they have is the middle song of it, um, and it's for the next ten minutes? The next ten yeah. minutes? Yeah. yeah. It's the proposal. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his is they're going in, and he is doing one part of the conversation. And then as they're, the song is ending, it shows them again walking, and it's all her part of the conversation. And I've listened to that song so many times. I know we talked about it. <laughs> I did not catch that it was the two halves of the conversation, though. Like, I caught that it was them, like, visually what was happening. And it's just, my point is, it's such a fucking dense, uh, all of the songs are so dense that, like, you can listen to it so much and watch it so much and still, like, pick out new things from it, which is 
one of the things I love about it. I, yeah. I love their facial performances because they are both doing so many so many small ticks that are because when you're watching and you're in her storyline so you're focusing a little bit more on her emotional moment in that but you're watching him there's all sorts of ticks going on of like oh you fucking cheater you are so lying to her right now and i can see oh you're such a hate you dick toast but, <laughs> but then but then like when it's his mm-hmm. and he's in his moment and you watch like when he's doing the shmuel song and you see that there's parts of her that are just so frustrated that he's not just letting her have yeah. her have her own emotion well, it's that whole thing of like he's trying to fix it and she really just wants somebody to just be like yeah your day sucked I would have stabbed him in the eye long before he would have gotten far in that <laughs> And song. then she gets into the other stuff where she's like, why does this all have to involve my stuff? But yeah. that is such a key line. It is. It's great. Because consistently, if you watch, consistently, she has a feeling and he keeps going, no, your feeling's wrong. You should feel this way. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you should feel this way because I love you and I think you're awesome. So stop feeling your true feeling and just be what I need you to be because you're awesome and I don't know why you're unhappy. Why can't I fix you? Why can't yeah. I rescue you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why can't I rescue you? And and especially in the Song of Shmuel, he's literally using all of her stuff and you can see her just being like, why are you touching my... Mm. And like she comes in, she's like, I just had a shitty day. I want to tell you a story. If I'd known what it meant. If so I'd, many stories. So many stories. I never would have started dating a writer. And it's so key, that line. It's a throwaway comic line, but it's so true. She's and like, she also says it while, this is what I like, is that she says it while she is laying down on the couch facing away from him. And just in this moment where it's just like, I just, fuck off for a minute. Yes. <laughs> she has nothing I, to do with anyone. I literally just slammed into the door frustrated. Well, I just, the way, the way she comes in and she's just like, taking, every, like yeah. throwing all of her clothes off. Like her just jacket over her, her head. It just, yeah. Yeah. And just on the floor, she slams the door. Yeah. She throws it on the floor. She can tell she's just, ah. And like, in my relationship with Chris, who has had to learn how to deal with a very grumpy Wendy <laughs> on occasion, don't say it. Um, just, yeah, I, just I said walk, nothing. Just yeah. walk on by. But he's also he's learned to just be like, hey. <laughs> seems like you're grumpy. Yes! <laughs> Did you need anything from me? No. <laughs> if you need me, I'm over here. <laughs> like that's that's what you do, is just that sort of I, Did you did you want did you want my help? First you'd find out, do you want me to actually help in some way? Yeah. And then like do you even want me near you? Like, that's a key question to ask because sometimes the answer is, fuck off. No. <laughs> Just leave me alone for a little bit. Yeah, my, get... my husband's like, do you need fried chicken? I'll go get fried chicken. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, best truly really does. Best solves all problems with food. What is that? Yeah. Which, do, do you do donuts? It solves yeah. problems. I mean, it really yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it makes him leave. Which gives you space, and then he comes back with food, and he doesn't... I love your husband, because he doesn't <laughs> shove the food at you. I got you food! He's just like... It just appears, and he sort of puts it down and walks away, and it's just like, I give you an offering to the angry gods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I will say, on the other side of uh, the Shmuel song, though, 
He's so charming in like that that's, song. Like and that's, that's the, the problem with his character. I mean, not just in that song, though. I mean, right, right, right. Throughout. But like that song in particular, he's doing all of the voices of the characters. And I looked over at Wendy, and I, and because I immediately thought of Chris, <laughs> who's been over there when her husband reads uh, bedtime, like he was reading like Harry Potter or something to Teddy, uh, their daughter. And he does... <laughs> All of the voice, like you can hear, he will be in their, like her bedroom, and we're in the living room, and you can hear him doing all the voices, and it's so freaking cute, and uh, he's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, it's great, and so that's I was like, when he does all the voices in the story, you marry him, right? Yes, like, like on the one hand, leave me alone, but on the other hand, all you're trying to do is make me happy, and that's the thing. He's not wrong, and she's not wrong. They just never actually figure out. How to communicate to each other yeah, what they like, need in the rather moment. Rather than have a conversation about where they're at and what they want, mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm. both do what they think the other person, or not even what the other person is, what they want in that moment. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and like on the on the far side of that, on in Jamie's timeline, when she's refusing to go to the party, like there are a lot of things I have to say about that. Yeah, oh, that my whole God. exchange. But there is one thing where it's very clear that she's doing this thing where she shuts down, she doesn't talk to him, and she gives him the silent treatment. And that I hate that. I like that like if I'm ever in a friendship, a relationship, anything, and we are having a problem, when you just shut down and give me the silent treatment, that's the point where I either physically attack you or never talk to you again. Because it's so manipulative that you know there's a problem, but you're not telling me what it is. Right. Although it's so often when people get to that point, it's they're they're beyond the their own capacity to even communicate. Well, yeah, so, but there's a difference. Yeah. No, I, 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 I know, I know, I know, and and I it's a I know it's a he said she said you know two different, but it's essentially the same thing. Communication has absolutely shut down. Like something has gone wrong far beyond. Far before this point, I'm gonna push back on that. Key. I'm gonna push back on that a little bit, and that I've because I've been in some seriously toxic relationships. Oh no, yeah, like yeah. I can feel the difference between you. You just need a break from this. Like you can't talk anymore about the problem, and I get that. Like, yeah. like you're like it's gone too far, and the I'm not gonna talk to you about it because I know it's gonna make you crazy. Yeah, I think that the difference between like mm-hmm. a shutdown and the silent treatment. I mean, they're they're similar, but they're, I see what yeah, I mean, I see like, what we all the one saying. will make me seriously hate you. The other one, I'm like, I'm super frustrated that we're not solving it right now, but I understand. So I'm gonna go eat some ice cream. <laughs> and I I I see that, but I also see that he keeps coming back and needling her too. Oh, yes, in that. constantly. And so it's like she is shutting down, and then he's still trying to fucking poke at her. And be like, why don't you just go put your dress on? And that's when she just gets oh, up. Oh, and it's so oh. condescending. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, okay like, we're, you know what? We're in this song. Let's just talk about this fucking song. Okay. <laughs> so this is this is um, the, the third to last song for him. Because it's right before he cheats. So in his mm-hmm. timeline, this is, it's at the fourth year. And so it's pretty late in the actual movie. Because he's going it's, forward. Uh, if I didn't believe in you, right? Yeah. That's yeah. And so they're arguing really hard about he really wants her to go to one of his fucking parties, which it is clear, like they make it very clear these parties are not fun for her mm-hmm. because she is there but is being ignored by everyone, including Jamie. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she is literally saying that to him, but he's talking over her. They're both talking at the same time and she's trying to say, 
I don't want to, like, why do you even need me to go when you're just going to ignore me? And everybody ignores me and they ask me the same questions. Same people asking the same questions. Which means that they didn't listen the last time and they literally don't even know what to do with me. So why am I there? Which is valid. And he talks over until he finally shouts her down and literally says, listen to me. (laughs) Yeah. Can we please talk without you contradicting me? And so it's and so she shuts up and he thinks that they're talking now, except all he's doing is talking at her. Yeah. And he's and he's all like, if I didn't believe in you, that phrase is so you know what? If I didn't believe in you, you'd be nothing. Like that's kind of what he's yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. And which Absolutely is, is what he's saying. And which is exactly why I'm kind of pushing back on you, saying that I think the silent treatment really is, he literally has told her to shut up. And she's like, Fucking fine. This, this, <laughs> is, this is it. Yeah, I nothing have nothing else, else to say. To say. Yeah. I have said my piece, but he's not, he's not even listening. Um, the reason why I think she probably gives him the silent treatment sometimes <laughs> is there's a shot in the Nobody Needs to Know song where he's singing around her and she's sitting there stoic and not responding. That mm-hmm. To me, that implies that one of her techniques on dealing with him is to just... He's not listening anyway. I'm just not going to talk. Mm-hmm. And he says... Is, and he does say yeah. in the... He does say in the fighting song something about just talk to me. Tell me what you're feeling. Like, you're arguing about this, but I think it's really about Ohio. But you won't tell me what's really going on. Which is a valid complaint, except that did he just mansplain to her what her feelings are? Yeah. Uh, I mean, every time they talk about feelings, basically, that's what he does. Yeah. Two things on that. Uh, (laughs) There's so much to this. And again, it's because everything's so, like, interconnected so well. Um, One is he also tells her, as part of that, like, super contradictory or super condescending thing, um... He has that line where he's like, I will not lose just because you can't win. And it's like, oh, fuck you. I wrote down mm-hmm. I wrote down that line and I wrote, like, literally that was the end of their marriage. Yeah, well, you can yeah, see yeah. it on yeah. her face. Like, Oh, my. That's what you really think. And then he tries to just go beyond it. So, like, no, it's fine. Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, no. That's what you really think. Well, both you, of them in, in that you scene. You think this is a competition. Because he says it and you immediately see on his face the recognition of what he like him realizing what he just said and mm-hmm. then her realizing what like they're both just very clear in that moment like that is like a dividing line moving forward yeah. uh and the other thing in that scene is in that song uh, we were talking about her shutting down that's what her whole song is in a different way about him early on it's the um where he just like dis- he's off to Jamie Land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the same thing from her perspective. And those would be about kind of the same time within mm-hmm. their relationship. Um, because he just like disappears. And it's more, it's less that they're fighting and he's gone quite. It's just that he's in his head so much. And he's, that's why he's not communicating with her, is because he's so kind of self-absorbed. Um But when she and when she sings that one, it's early on in the movie, and it seems more like she's well that's still early in their relationship it's right after they get after or before it's right around the time they get yeah because well, i mean there's yeah she's talking about like how you know then he cracks a smile and like she's working on her dress and then takes a picture of him while he's yeah. like daydreaming and it's it seems more positive on her side when you first hear it 
It definitely does, but you can still see, like, a lot of her lines about it are her being frustrated because he just, like, checks out. Yeah, what I noticed in that song, I don't know, whatever it's called, the one, the, that same one, like, she seems mostly okay, like, because that seems like early on when he's first starting to go to these parties, and she's not really caught on to, like the, ryth- like, the rhythm and repetition of them, and so she's mostly, like, okay with going, and it's because she's with him, but then it's at the very end, like, she, you know, she says that, like, she can make it work. I forget the, the wording, but, like, the last part is her kind of is sitting alone at that table saying, can I, like, mm-hmm. question mark, rather than I can throughout the rest of the, you know, so it's, like, it um, feels I'm, to me like... I'm a she, part of it, aren't I? Aren't I, that's what yeah. it is, yeah. Yeah. Where, where she, yeah. Like, you see her first really start to question yeah. if that's what she wants or well, what exactly it's, she's it's, doing. Yeah, like, so I think that's right after they get married. Yeah, she's because mm. she's like, okay, so this is what I'm gonna be now. And she she has a line in there. I follow in his stride instead of side by side. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. Which is which, like, especially when you reflect back on the other song that she sings, where where like when he's reading and she's like, I don't want to be just somebody in somebody's shadow. Uh, I don't want to be standing behind. I will them. not be the girl who gets asked how it feels to be trotting along at the genius's heels. Yeah. And I like wrote down the lines because I thought this. I noticed that too. <laughs> like I'm like, and that's what she ends up doing. So no mm-hmm. wonder there there there's a fundamental problem in their relationship. It's there's a competition between their success that there shouldn't be, um, but there's also like it's never what she wanted, and yet that's what she ends up doing. And she doesn't know how to. Neither one of them know how to make sure that she is fully his partner in those moments. So she ends up just being the the trophy wife at the at the gathering. Um, I do I love when he's singing the song about uh, resisting temptation I give mad props to the costumer for this when she comes in and she kisses him she's dressed cute Mm -hmm. but then when she walks to the bar and all the other girls walk to the bar she's in a loose fluffy skirt and And everybody else is super like tight tight figure and I'm just like oh that's good yeah, <laughs> that's good because he's like look there's my wife she's so pretty and everybody else's ass is right there <laughs> oh god uh, and, and eclipsing with the moons right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so one of the things they do because I, I read this in the notes one of the things they do because on the stage in the stage version it's just two people and it's really easy to tell which timeline you're in because they only ever sing one at a time and nobody else is, they're alone on stage. Mm-hmm. So if it's, if she's singing, it's her timeline. And mm-hmm. if he's singing, it's his timeline. And the only time they're on stage together is during the proposal. Well, they couldn't do that in the movie. Right. So they do it with a uh, color palette. So, and lighting. So we're in the early part of like, it's not just even his timeline or her timeline. It's literally before the proposal, mm-hmm. it, everything is sunny and warm and their colors are bright. And after the proposal, everything is gray-toned and blue and dark. Mm-hmm. And um, also they put a lot of eyeliner on Jeremy Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did we all notice he kind of oh, yeah. turns into a glam rocker? Yeah. He, I, I don't mind that. It no, he looked works. good. Like still yeah. works for him. <laughs> I honestly think they even darkened up his hair. Probably. Or maybe yeah. just put in like it some pomade like to darken it. Because it's... it's He's more harsh looking, and they also tone it down. It's much more like I still kept waiting for, for his accent and his news, newsy cap. <laughs> her, uh, really and her it. hair is a lot lighter in the early ones, mm-hmm. and uh, and curly and loose, yeah, and yeah, free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like both of them, they get 
more <laughs> depressed. Um, we'll say talk about the facial expressions. Her her face during um, "I'm Still Hurting" because the whole most of the song is like just a close up on her as she's singing. She is so good in that because mm-hmm. like you see. It's like fluctuating back and forth between being like completely sad, devastated, and like completely pissed off. And it like, should, for most of it, it's a really sad song. And then every now and then you just see this like fire in her eyes where she's just like completely furious. And then it kind of passes and she's back to being, which is 100% what it's like, like going through a breakup. And I'm just like, wow, you're so like. And she so underplays it. It's. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not like super, super, you have to really be watching, like if you're watching their faces for, for those reactions, they're great. And she does great with um, the last song, uh, Goodbye Until Tomorrow as well, because she does have that, like, again, she's sort of alternating between, um, like, a lot, uh, kind of like the the really happy joyousness of, like, oh, you know, we have, like, our I assume this is after their first night together is yeah. kind of the way that I picture it. Um, and uh, she's just like, oh, he's so great. But also like this real longing underneath too. That's like, oh, I can't fucking wait to see him again. And then like this happened. And so it's kind of fluctuating back and forth. And it's one of the things that I really, really, really like about this movie is that it mir- like so much of it's mirrored like that, that like you have kind of, I'm, ass- I'm thinking, I mean, this has to be intentional with this that like she has like these sort of competing emotions within her in both her opening and her closing song. Um, and there's so many other like, um, sort of mirrored things in it. Like my favorite one is, well, two is back to back. They have songs where one is the, the song where she's fighting with him in Ohio. Uh, I forgot the name of that song now. Sam smiling. (laughs) Um, where she said, spits a line at him that's like, you and you and nothing but you. Miles and, and piles miles of, of you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the exact same thing she sings in I Can Do Better when yes. they pull off the road to have road sex in the car. And she's <laughs> like, I want you and you and yes. nothing but you. And it's just like, oh, that's beautiful. And then the song immediately after that is Jamie's, uh, is, um, no, the song immediately before that, before um, hers is, uh, Chicks a goddess. That's when he says, like, I think that I could be in love with someone like you. And then his very last song before the before like their closing number, he says that to like one of the random women in the apartment. He yeah. says, If I have to be yeah. in love. I need to be in love. I need to be in love. And so I guess I could be in love with someone like you. And, it's and so like- I love it's so good from a structure way, the way that it's like mirrored on each side, but also Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jerk. <laughs> um, did you did you catch Melissa? They were singing live on set. I was wondering if that was the case. Yeah, they. That's impressive. Yeah, they all of those takes they were singing live on set, and so they they like she. I have a note here of how many times she sang. Still hurting. Seventeen times over five camera setups. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> wow. As they were, she would just. And she sing took a week speak. to recover from that emotional. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and then, 
I, I do love the dig they take at Russell Crowe, right? <laughs> That's one of the best lines in the movie. That, that I, I, yes. bit is great. <laughs> yes. When it's she's like auditioning. stream of consciousness like, sung, like, sung through like that. It's yes. Just, yeah, wonderful. Yes. Um, so she has a song, listeners, where she's she's auditioning. You've already seen her audition with this song once. Successfully, where she felt like it went well. Yes. Um, although apparently it didn't and she didn't get the part. Right. It was just bums me out for her. Um and then she has the the second time she does it, she's going through an audition. Anybody who's been through an audition knows where you go in to do your stuff and they are not even remotely paying attention. And so she's singing it, but you're hearing her inner monologue as she's like, mm-hmm. why does this pianist hate me? Like, don't, why, why is the director staring at his crotch? Don't look at my resume. I made most of it up. <laughs> like, oh, look, it's like, three. Look at me. No, don't look at my shoes. <laughs> like, I hate these <laughs> shoes. I never should have gotten these shoes. I hate these shoes. I suck, I suck, I suck. <laughs> and, but she has one line where she's like, um, these are the people who cast Russell Crowe in a musical. Why do I even care what they think? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Melissa burst out laughing. Yeah, because so I have so many grudges against Russell Crowe in a musical. I really do. <laughs> and I really she's do. not even me. Right, right. <laughs> oh, God. I'm oh, pretty God. sure when we watched we, it before, all, like, we got a good kick out of oh, it, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, God. When Wendy and I watched Les Mis together, <laughs> oh, it was... That's, that's rough. It's oh, that was rough. Well, and that's another one where they sang live on set and they didn't do it right. Yeah, yeah. I remember in the like the lead up to that release, they were like all of the marketing was about like how great it was that all of them got to sing live on set and like it was so exciting. And then yeah, it didn't turn out. Which I was way on board for because the performance is going to be more authentic sure. when it's actually like when it's in everything's theory, it's great. happening. Yeah. Well, and it's great in, in this movie mm-hmm. and like, um, and I will say Anne Hathaway in Les Mis, it, yeah. she does do a great job. Well, she has a very different background. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's actually Hugh doesn't do well. And I figured out why Hugh doesn't oh, really? do well. Um, have you seen Les Mis? Like once when it first came out, I just remember hating so much of it. There's a lot to hate. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, Hugh doesn't do a good job. I only saw it the one time as well. Um, that was enough. On Bring Him Home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I don't think he vocally does a good performance. And I realized, here's my theory, is it was nothing but a close-up for the entire song. And that meant that the camera was right there. And as a stage performer, I think he just focused his performance so small. Mm-hmm. Like, if the camera had been yeah. farther yeah. away, his he would have opened up vocally, too, because... He kept it so quiet, it, it didn't sound good. I'm like, no, sing it. That makes sense. You gotta do the, the slow pan in that's so slow you don't notice, like in Xanadu. <laughs> like yeah. in Xanadu, where you didn't even notice. <laughs> Everything should be more like Xanadu. That's... Jazz hands. Everything should be more uh, like Xanadu. That is a life lesson we should all embrace. <laughs> Just put that on a t shirt. Everything should be more like Xanadu. That's um, right. So the director of this is Richard. Like Gravenice. Yes. I'm mispronouncing that probably. And Mike. Uh, I remembered where I, like, when his name came up, I was like, I, I know I recognize that name from somewhere. And then as I was kind of, like, making notes and stuff during it, I remembered he did Beautiful cre- beautiful Creatures. Is that what it's he called? He wrote and yeah. directed it. Uh, it was based on a terrible book. Yeah. Um, like a, a YA book. And it's it's not good. It has, um... Uh, Isn't it like... It's like Alden it, Ehrenreich. It's got Alden Ehrenreich yeah, yeah, yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not good in it. Nobody's oh, good in nobody. it. Well... One person's good in it. Emma Thompson's in Emma it. Emma Thompson she is, is because she's always good. It's because Emma she realizes what a shitty ass movie she's in, and so she is just like 
eating a big ham sandwich for the whole night. <laughs> so good. Put some cheese on it. I'm yeah. going in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and Richard, Richard Love Gravanese, mostly has, his credits are as a writer because he was the writer for Water for Elephants, Freedom Riders, Bridges of Madison County, The Ref, and The Fisher King, which he was Oscar, Oscar nominated for. Like the Dennis Leary, The Ref? Yeah. Yes. That's okay. a good one. Yes. Right? Bit by bit, putting it together. But he, he self-identifies as a musical theater geek. And so... Sure. Um, <laughs> self-identifies. I... <laughs> what? I'm going to admit it. This is I am a musical theater geek. What? No. Um, you came out of a closet as a musical theater geek? Is, would it be a closet or would it be a green room? I don't know. But okay. uh, it was a dream project for him. And it okay. took them years. And they were both actually, everybody was surprised it actually happened. For $2 million. Nice. And it grossed 140000 Oh, like, yeah. Yes. Wow. Which this did? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ouch. That might have been the opening weekend. Or it might be the total. My notes aren't clear. <laughs> Either way. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised when, I mean, when once you told me the, you know, the background of it. And that there was literally no market. I mean, there literally was no market. Yeah, to how promote it? So how could you market you it? Expect. It was like, right. I mean, I, I heard it be because I heard about it because I think I saw it on ComingSoon.net that it was going to be released, and I was like, "What?" And then I never heard of it again. I was like, "Whatever happened with that?" And then it popped up on Netflix, and I'm like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and then I watched Where's it, it been? Yeah. and I'm like, "It does exist." I wasn't sure. Right. <laughs> Um, it was shot in 21 days. Jason Robert Brown. There we go. That's who I wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, so Jason Robert Brown is the composer lyricist for I it. I think and the first time we watched this, you said his name and looked at us and like, you should know him. I, I'm it was sorry. one of the first times. <laughs> that I said I that. You know him. Yeah. I don't fucking know I don't him, think man. I would have said it about him. Like, I don't feel like people who aren't musical theater people know him. But, like, he literally... In any case, I had no idea who he was. He, it's hmm. very... But I remember him because of that. shout, you know. I probably, I did, yeah. <laughs> um, it's an autobiographical show. Like, to the point where yes. the woman he yeah. was married to came to him and was like, you need to change some things because I'm, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Uh, and so like, uh, I think one of the songs you said he changed was like Chicks a Goddess, right? Yeah, yeah. He um, And he made a huge splash right away, mostly off-Broadway um, with Songs for a New World, but then he, because the next thing he did was Parade, which was on Broadway and won the Tony that year. So he, mm-hmm. yeah, he also had a very rapid trajectory there. Um, and he's quoted as saying, there's nothing more satisfying than knowing that 20 years after Juilliard rejected my application, their choir is singing backup for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that feels good. Yeah. That would be pretty great. So, um, I have more of course, but I'm trying, I'm looking through my notes here. I covered all that because I remembered this from the last time we talked about this. So the original off-Broadway cast was Norbert Leo Butts. I know I mentioned that last time because you guys both loved that name. That's an amazing That is a great name. Norbert Leo Butts and Sherry Renee Scott. And Sherry Renee Scott is one of the women auditioning her who's like, that was really actually lovely. The first audition, yeah. Yeah, when she actually does a good job. Um, The show premiered in Chicago, directed by Daisy Prince... Who is the daughter of Hal Prince, who you see, see, it's not just me who knows these things. <laughs> Hal Prince, um, 
famous collaborator with Stephen Sondheim directed all the big Sondheim shows. And yep. so, uh, so having Daisy Prince do it was like a big deal. Um, yeah. The, there's no choreography in this to speak of, so we won't speak of it. The closest you get... <laughs> it's like his is, when he's made it so far in 24. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving too fast. Yeah. And like the um, crowd. And they have the crowd that's like spinning around him and stuff. And then they just basically walk behind him on yeah, the beat. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing. And that was it. That's just, the closest you I get. was getting really excited for a moment. Like I was too. I was like, fuck, I don't remember this. I was like, dance, dance. No, we're <laughs> ju- oh, no, when we're done. Okay. It's just a tease. Yeah. But you looked flash good. mob like walking and then right. yeah. yeah 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 um, um one of the things that stood out to me is mostly just because i've listened to the soundtrack like so 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 much and i know that like the um the stage production is literally just one person singing then one person singing and so most of what i remembered was them singing and the other person reacting but not that there's actually dialogue between like there's part i looked over at wendy i was like there's actually dialogue like between the characters, which is a little weird because it really is supposed to be one person's song. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time, it, there's a couple of parts, like there's like somewhere in Ohio, there's a few little lines that he has. I'm kind of like, I could do without that. But No, except <laughs> that I love that they throw in somewhere in Ohio, the her her second song, the By yeah, the yeah. River, that she has a dig about going back to your girls. And he's like, what are you talking? She's like, don't fucking lie to me. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Cause when you first watch it, that it's easy to miss that yeah, or maybe think that right she's being it. paranoid, but no, that is literally what he's doing. He's saying he's going back to a party, but he's like ditching his wife on her birthday. Oh, you're in, um, the first, in, um, like, see, I'm smiling. Yeah. In see, I'm smiling. Yeah. See, I'm smiling. Yeah. 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 Cause, um, and it's like, I told them while we were watching it, the that song uh, see I'm smiling is the third song and yet emotionally it feels like the end of the movie I'm always sort of surprised when it's like oh we're already here but it's because she's going backwards yeah right um, but she accuses him uh, going back to your girlfriends and he says you're crazy and I noticed he's wearing black and her sweater is also black and I'm just like ah, oh, you costumer you were so on the point <laughs> <laughs> But like what's really she stole. It really stand yeah, she stole. <laughs> I look like Daisy May. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the line that always stands out is that it's her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where he's like, like you can stay with stay with your wife on her fucking birthday yeah. and you could, God forbid, even see my show. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like that one's just pure like, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cold. Like even for the jerk, it's low yeah. low blow. Like Now that said, if he's just gonna go back and divorce her anyway maybe you don't st- like <laughs> don't lie about what's happening no I'm, right. I'm not staying for your birthday i'm trying to give you a clue foreshadowing uh what's also, <laughs> also sing fighting is my favorite thing like, sing I, fighting i love it so much that they're having an argument that she's just singing and it's i love when it especially because that song that's my probably one of my favorite. Like it may be actually my favorite song in it. Um, I latched onto it like immediately the first time we watched it, and I love that it starts out kind of sounding happyish, but it's in this way where she's trying to convince both of them that they're happy. That's why it's see I'm smiling, see see you're laughing, and you're laughing, and I'm smiling by a river in Ohio. And we're, we're gonna, gonna be good, okay. Literally, we're gonna be okay. She yeah. says it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly, like, 
Well, this is, um, I do like that they added in because it would be weird in a movie if there was no response from him that prompted these, like, changes in her. But when you just listen to the song, you can mentally fill in kind of what's happened. And there's, like, one thing that's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to stay the whole weekend. And she's like, oh, you know what? That's okay. We'll have tonight. And you, but you can feel her being a little bit deflated. And he's like... Yeah, so I'm actually flying back tonight, and that's when she just, like, the music changes, and she's just like, you know what makes me crazy? And uh, <laughs> Can I just, say this? I'm sorry, but I need to say this. Yeah, yeah, I love that whole intro part where you're just like, you know what makes me crazy? You know what makes me nuts? And then she goes, yeah, can I, say, can I just say this? Um, and it's so good, and then it's just like her fucking going off on him and it's and she plays it so like it's so 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 good and the last line like you know what i'll never understand you can see that i'm standing here crying and you don't do anything yeah Yeah, like you could stand there straight and tall and see that i'm crying and do nothing Mm -hmm. yep nothing at all and then she just walks off and he just lets her it's just like oh (laughs) y'all and that's a third song in the movie guys yeah (laughs) Um, oh. When she says in that song, I wrote it down. She says, "Keep rolling along," and I'm like, "Sondheim reference." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we, I didn't notice. We mentioned it in the last time we recorded this episode. There is a uh, not a reference, but one that was taken from this mm-hmm. Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, which is the nobody needs to know from his song. Mm-hmm. Um, the last song with all the girls when he's cheating on her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I forgot the name of the song now, but yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the, the cheating song. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Lin Manuel loved the show, and he so he when Hamilton cheats on his wife, he sings. Nobody needs to know just that phrase, and of course, all the musical theater nerds go. Hee. <laughs> <laughs> I I loved a moment. I wrote this down when he's singing "Shiks a Goddess." The first thing he's he he like says. I'm breaking my mother's heart. That's the first thing he says, and Anna it's Kendrick like, gets this look on her face like. Oh, oh shit. What am, it, I, what am I getting into? Yeah. Are you a mama's boy? Like, yeah. that's literally look at her face like, oh, wait. Is time, this a, time. Is it's, it, like, it's like, it's like the first three, three or four lines that he talks about, like, breaking his mother's heart and, like, how his grandfather would be rolling over in his grave. Yeah. Like, while they're undressing each other and getting into sex. bed. Yeah. And she's got this look at her face like, is this going to be a thing? What? Are you, are you one of those people? And then he goes on and she's like, oh no, it's okay then. Because then he says adorable things like, if you drank blood, that'd be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, Also, so this movie had a PG-13 rating, which is, yeah. Um, I checked it out. And the reason I looked it up is because there's one line in, which song is it? A Miracle Would Happen, which is a song where... He's at the party. He's like, in a perfect world, a miracle would happen. And, like, every woman would be ugly. And I would, like, I would only be attracted to my wife. Um, And he's talking about where I'm gesturing with my left hand. And (laughs) she comes up and catches him. And he's like, and she accuses me of, of, like, leading her on, which which I was. And, And then he's like, but I don't, I don't want to look whipped in front of her, in front of the girl that he's, like, flirting with. He's like, and I don't know why it matters because I can't fuck her anyway. But they change it to touch her anyway mm-hmm. in here. But it's yeah. on the soundtrack, it's I can't fuck her anyway. And yeah. it has a very different, and you only get one fuck in a PG-13 movie. 
and, and she gets and, and she, she gets hers. early on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and the woman gets the fuck. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> which is a better place for it. It is absolutely a better place. Oh my but fucking it, birthday! But it does like kind of soften his line too. Mm-hmm. Um, Except, but I honestly, agree. If you have to choose one or the other, she honest, gets it. She gets it. If you put fuck in there, that makes him almost. That almost takes it too far for him for me. Like that, like it's one thing for him to be like, like talking about like attracted, and I'd like to touch her, and oh my god, and blah blah. But for him to be like, I can't fuck her anyway. Just like, like that would take it a step to like, oh, I really find it hard to be even remotely on your side in this moment. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. And, I, it, and and it, I feel like it would reveal too much right up front. Like it's a little like too. It, it's a little too much too early at that point, and then. But it it gives you the hint of what's coming, but without going straight there. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like even like I mean, she obviously she, yeah I mean, she gets like the you know the fuck in, but she, I feel like most of the swearing is <laughs> she her. She gets the fuck in. She gets like, the fuck in. <laughs> you get to take the penis out. <laughs> but uh, you know, like, just like when, when in like the sound of music reference, you know, she said you know it's like son of a bitch and like but it's just like all, yeah, it's, she gets to swear. All the time, and like, what was that in the last thing we were recording? <laughs> oh, or it's like you get to take the penis out. <laughs> yes. Oh, what the, were you recording? Oh, we were, we were recording a, for a children's movie. Yes. We were watching what Tangled. We were yeah. Oh, but, but I told the okay. story about the island of Doctor Moreau. Oh, oh, the airbrushing out <laughs> yes. uh, Marlon Brando's butt crack. Yeah, and his junk. And his junk. But multiple times throughout that episode, we talked about penises. Yeah. Mainly coming back to that one line. But well, I mean, because was, I was like, oh, we were talking about like if your job as a an effects person was like you've gone to school for years and years, and then all of a sudden you're like, what I said job. was you get to take the penis out. <laughs> and uh, then I was like, oh, fuck, I hope that's the last time I use that sentence in reference to this children's movie. <laughs> and yet here we are. Yeah, yeah, no, it's stuck around. When I edit oh, that episode, I'm taking that clip and it's going to live forever. Yeah. Oh, good. You get to take the penis out. <laughs> Let's talk about the proposal song briefly because yes. it's very interesting to me. First off, the way he approaches it is not like his emotional moment leading up to it is very like it's not how proposals normally go of like, I'm gonna do this thing and I'm excited. It's more like He's like, hey, what if I did this thing? Yeah, it seemed very non-committal. Really, it was by mm-hmm. the he's like, by the way, I mean, meh. Like, let's mm-hmm. do ten like, minutes, and if we, we did enough ten minutes, then eventually it'd be our lives, yeah. which is odd. But her reaction, and you can see he's thrown by it. He's like, because she doesn't immediately say yes. She gets up and walks away, and she's like, "I'm late for everything," and, but eventually I get there. I love. Her line in that where she's like, anything other than being exactly on time, I can do. Um, <laughs> as someone who's habitually late to everything, I got you, girl. You're good. But like, but when somebody also- says, "Marry okay. me," and your response is, uh, "Hold on, I'm just, on I'm not always on time. <laughs> like, give me time, and I'll get there." And he's sitting there, like, is she saying no? But then eventually she says yes. But like. That, I feel like that says so much about everything that's going on in the show. Like, even at the moment of proposal, there's this... They're not in sync. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there is definitely an ongoing, like, time motif with the whole thing, too. Because there's stories about the clock 
And, and he gives her the watch. And he gives her the watch. And, like, there's definitely this whole thing about... I mean, I think that does play into, like, them not being quite quite in sync and in the, at the right place, kind of emotionally. I don't know. I just noticed it on this watch through, and so I was like, I was trying to pay attention to that, but then I also get like swept up in just how much I really, really, really love this movie. So. <laughs> well, there's during one of the auditions, is it then? But she sings like it. I don't know if where I don't remember where it is, but she sings like if he's like this now, what's he going to be like with our kids? Oh no, that it is because she sings like I just want to be done with this, and you're not going to cast me anyway. So I'll go shopping at Crate and Barrel with Mom. Not that I need to buy anything, but I need to get out of the house because otherwise he's going to be annoyed. And if he's already like this with me, what's he going to be like with our kids? And you can tell it's this really uncomfortable realization for her. Right. Mm-hmm. But then they just go on. Yep. Like there's so many like just I think I like that they don't beat you over the head with the problems inherent like it's all there when you and you can see it but they don't just like see look if they just would talk or like this is the real problem the whole thing is it's since it's told from their perspective it's more like mood it's like what each it's like they're i mean it's really just their feelings about what's happening and you have to piece together kind of what is what they're and let until they like show Jamie with these women at, you know, just parading through the bedroom near the end. But so much of it is you having to actually piece together, which I agree is something that I really like about it is that it doesn't like hold your hand and go like, no, see, they just can't get together. And you're like, I don't know. You just, I get really invested in like the way the story's told. I think it's Well, in the next song right after the wedding, he's a horn dog. Like it's a little bit abrupt. Mm-hmm. Yes. But like, that's not the only, I mean, there are many, or not many, but there's a, at least a couple of very strong, like, yeah. Eighties. Well, like, no, the <laughs> yeah, because what's the from? I can do better than that. Where she's like, I'm so happy. We're gonna go meet your folks. It's yeah. right, right at the beginning. Yeah. For her. She's so yeah. happy. Upbeat. I can do better, and I oh, it's so great. And then literally the next song is the one where he's cheating. It's a cheating song. Yeah. yeah. And it like I commented. I'm like, oh, that's a harsh juxtaposition. Yeah. <laughs> that one hurts. Uh, nobody needs. Oh, it is called Nobody Needs to Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're like. The Doctor and River Song because they run on opposite timelines. <laughs> That's been brewing in my head for an absurdly long time, and I'm very sorry, listeners. <laughs> no, that's good. Because yeah, I mean, it literally is how it works in Doctor Who. It it's is. The, the River Song and, and the Doctor, they, their timelines run opposite each other. So, and oh, yeah, but they actually communicate better because they have uh, their journals. True. Like they make an effort. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, even a little effort would, would be would be good. Like, oh, I feel so. so it did forty two thousand its opening weekend. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so it was one hundred forty thousand. One hundred forty five. Total. Total domestic. Yikes. Yike. Like two million is not a lot, and they filmed it in only twenty one days, and it's a super small cast, and yeah. and everything, but still, yikes. Yeah. But again, the decision tree on this. <laughs> Who said yes? I'm glad they did, but right. Yeah, how, how can I, I get two million dollars? How it all happened? How it all came together? I just want to know how I can get two million dollars to make a movie because apparently they're just <laughs> handing it out. <laughs> uh, so, any last thoughts? We seem to be winding down on this. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Strong words. Strong words. Strong words. Um, yeah, I mean, watching it this time, unlike. Mike, I have not 
listened to it or revisited it since the last time we watched you didn't it. Didn't sing the whole way through it. No, uh, <laughs> I, I remembered a lot about it, and I caught a lot more this time about how much of it is mirrored from start to finish, mm-hmm. you know, and how the timelines overlap like that. Um, I just, it's it's weird for me because, like, I love how masterfully the movie is created and everything about the like the structure of the film, but it's hard to enjoy because they're both so terrible. You know? It's like... like it's, but the songs are so catchy. They, I mean, they are. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, like, I love, like, the, the stream of consciousness, like, like, sing through, and, like, I like the parts, and it should mean that... It's better than It's Always Sunny, Always Fair Weather, though. True. <laughs> which Absolutely. Was, which was the other downer musical Yeah, watched. and, like, and that's the thing. It's like, I like, I like the movie... But it's hard to it's it's hard to even like feel that way because of the character. Like, but I guess they're both so likable and yet both so terrible. Yeah, and like and like in some ways that's kind of a strength of the film is like it, the film is is so good despite the characters being flawed. Like, I mean, you know, like you don't really have to like either one of them for the story to work. So it's just it's just interesting. Like, because it is, I mean it is super catchy. Like I remembered a lot more of the the melody and the and the music. Than I thought I would, having not listened, well, not watched again. So. Jason Robert Brown is so good at layering in motifs throughout songs oh, to where sure. they, they call back and reflect on each other. Like that, uh, I mean, the very first melody you get is that like bum bum bum, bum, bum and that's like all throughout yeah. everything. Like and so and he takes. Um, in fact, it's like an, after the um, after the wedding. Uh, or the proposal, and they finish out that song. They immediately—it's like an act break kind of thing—and they immediately go back into that. And I was like, "Oh, bad things are coming, you guys!" Because <laughs> <laughs> the first song, um, "I'm Still Hurting," do 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 do. He takes that little phrase and he he slips it into the middle of like in a slow part, a reflective part of Shiksa Goddess. And yes. you're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which is him at the beginning of the relationship. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that's just good. Like, because he doesn't just put them in there. He puts them in there in very specific places to comment and yeah, tie, yeah. tie moments together to go, oh, look, look, isn't it interesting how this is the end and this is the beginning and they are tied together inextricably. Is there any way these two could have had a happy relationship with a lot more therapy? Although it's implied they did have a lot of therapy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he well, does make sure. Yeah, like, like no more, song, no more. his last song. Yeah. Not another shrink, not another compromise. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's best for them to just part ways. Yes. Well, and, I, I mean, think they'll both be happier. Yeah. There are just really. some relation. Well, and also, maybe, maybe if they'd figured things out earlier, but by the time they got to, like, there, there comes like, a point where too much damage is done, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, there's no fixing like it. Like, don't go point. full speed into things at 23 years old. And like. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but then, you know, how would you ever learn anything if you didn't? <laughs> also, I mean, yeah. I met Chris at 22. <laughs> Did you really? When he was 22. Chris, Chris and I have been together since he was 22. I did not know that. I was 30. So one of us knew what, what we were doing. <laughs> That's the only reason. One of us knew what we were doing. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, like me at like, 22. Like, like, there was adult supervision. <laughs> there was adult supervision. <laughs> Raspberry. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, yeah, it's not totally wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Um, if by supervision you mean bad influences, yeah, then that was, it can be both. Yeah, yeah, that was my role. Um, so, okay, favorite favorite musical numbers. I already told you guys mine, so y'all. Did you? You're, so yours is still. Um, it's still um, Sam smiling. smiling. Yeah. Okay. I gotta think on that. Oh, it's tough. I like. Think- Go ahead. Yeah. Well, the one that stood out to me most this time watching through it was was Shmuel. Um, just for, I mean, da, 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 da. yeah. But I just love. <laughs> I mean, get to be like like you said. I mean, happy. Yeah. <laughs> he does all the voices. You have to marry him, right? I just love the way that they like. At least in that one, like you get a little sense of her like reacting on her own to him. I mean, he's you know he's still manipulating her, but she starts off like facing away and just not wanting to deal with it at all. And by the end, she's at least, at least a little invested in the, in the story. Mm-hmm. And then even at the end, you know, she's like, wait, I'm not the, I'm not the girl from Odessa. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, I'm, I'm school in the yeah, story. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I like the, the, well, and I, I mean, what he's them. offering her is amazing. Yeah. Honey, we have enough money. You can quit your job and just actually pursue what you want. And I can support us. That's, that's amazing. That's what he's actually offering her. Right. But yeah. he's so excited to offer it to her that he hasn't waited until she can enjoy what he's offering. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Again, um, it's the, I'm, off, I'm trying to fix your problem and not just be like, that sucks. And I really empathize with what you're going through. And, and, he, and doesn't, like, he doesn't talk to her about like, what if we did this? It does. It feels yeah. very much like a lecture. It's like, yeah. you could be doing better. Like you, and he's always telling her, like you, you doubt yourself. You, you aren't brave enough, and you're so amazing. You should be more brave. Here's wow. all the things that are wrong with you. Why aren't you doing better? Like, and, and you don't <laughs> want somebody backhand me with that compliment, why don't you? And you don't want somebody telling you that it's like when you're just I'm tired. Please let me sleep, rub my feet, or something. I mean, just, I don't, I don't want a pep talk. I'm going to lay on this couch. And if you say anything more to me, I'll stab you in the eye. So that's how that's how my nights <laughs> often go. I find it very hard to pick a favorite number because they all do something so different that is so amazing to me. I will say I definitely when I am like have one of them like stuck in my head or I'm like singing in the shower, it's always from like about the first five songs. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of the sweet spot to me. Yeah, they're all very singable. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to pick Shiksa Goddess. I am so that's, because that's it's really got the best wordplay. And Jeremy Jordan. And the best bass line. Yes. That is true. <laughs> Says our bass player. Um, fair, fair. Um, Maybe I'm biased, but. Uh, but Jeremy Jordan is funny the way he delivers them to, because he's like, if you were a man, I think I'd be okay with that at this moment. And <laughs> I'm like, you're funny. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. watching you, and I... I love would... the way he says the name Lisa Kent in it. Lisa Kent! Or Lisa Cat. Cats. 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 Lisa Cats. Because <laughs> she's got a bong, and I don't even know what that old story yeah, yeah, yeah. is there. And then it's like a high five. And like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, whatever that relationship was, I feel like they're still friends. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, or they should be. Right? Right. Um, but, uh, and it's just so playfully sexual... That it's so so often like love scenes can be like no matter how you you do them there's some part of it's like I'm watching two people have sex and that's odd like and but that one's so playful that you're like oh look at them you and you 
you really get that vis visceral memory of, do you remember that first song when you first like fall in love, in lust with someone and you're just like, oh, I just, every, mm, I just, I, 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 like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> that whole song yeah. manages it. Yes. So Your husband was 22, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, he wasn't 22 when he was my husband. He was, I know, I know, I know. He was 25. <laughs> <laughs> when I went, we got married, I went. I went to high school with him. <laughs> I re back. remember him at like age. Oh, he was a freshman in high school. And he was like this tall, and yes. we made him wear a very large suit and play the Teen Angel in Greece. And it, <laughs> it's an enduring memory. Etc. 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 Anyway, <laughs> your favorite. My favorite song, I think, is the one where she's dissing Ohio. Yes. Summer really, in Ohio. Yeah, yes. yeah. That that's such a fun song. The, it's really yeah. funny. The her, midget her, who's playing Tevya. Yes. At which point it's like I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> and the stripper with the snake. Wayne. 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 Yeah. I want to. Hey, it's a former stripper. A former stripper <laughs> oh, with yeah. the snake, but right. still has a thing. I I can get behind the snake, but. But pretty much any song where she's having the inner monologue while auditioning or on stage, I can really get behind because I kind of love her dizzy little stream of consciousness mm -hmm. numbers. And I, 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 I love can... the way she's reacting to the people around her when she's dancing. Yes. And at one point she's like, where did they all fucking <laughs> go? Over here? God. I also love that she's singing, like... Anna Kendrick does this so well where she's just super cheerful and everything and she's saying like I would rather stick a needle in my eye or <laughs> like I would rather um, get a root canal in hell or whatever <laughs> and it's so like her just tone and her like big smile and everything just juxtaposed with like his word she's singing is so great. Her her comedy work is so wonderful. Yeah. Which is probably why I'm drawn to those numbers. I mean yeah, she's, yeah. she's a wonderful performer all around but for I, I like the comic relief stuff. Right. <laughs> yes. Ah, so that was the last five years. Yay. Yay. It's so good. It's so good. All right, listeners, thank you for joining us. Um, uh, so do the things. Rate, review, subscribe. He's so good at saying that. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts. They say it a lot. They do, and they're shameless about it. We should put it on the front too. We should just Maybe. bother. You. We should have a commercial break in the in the middle, like wait, wait, right. don't tell me does. By the way, you could do these things. Um, we should just record your voice saying like, review, subscribe, and put like reverb on it and like voice of God. Yeah, just. Or just like try to undermask it under things like a constant. Oh, <laughs> subliminal messaging. I like it. <laughs> rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. We could put it to a beat, and then we could so do this a is dance be number. Us musical numbers. <laughs> yes, jazz yes. hands. Yes, yes. Um, no, but seriously, if you do, please, it, we would love to hear from you and what you like. Um, if you have su suggestions for tweet at us, hit us up on Facebook. Yes, um, sing songs about Ohio. <laughs> yeah, you that. make your own songs and submit them, please. Yes. What other What other states deserve songs about how terrible it is to be there? I've got a couple of nominations. I mean, mm. Right now we live in one. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was trying to explain to Teddy. We got some midterms coming up that may decide how, how Montana. It's be. I was trying to explain to Teddy Montana and how 
much bigger it is and how few people there are. And I basically came down to more people live in Austin, the greater Austin area than they do in the entire state of Montana. And she's like, really? I'm like, yes. She's like, aren't they lonely? <laughs> yes. Oh, Teddy. That's great. <laughs> ah, but back to the point. Um, rate, review, subscribe, and we'll talk to you next week. I've been Wendy. Vinny. J- and Mike. And Melissa. <laughs> it's really funny that we have three kind of deep voices this time. And then just Wendy kind of flitting over Wait, the top yes. of all of it. <laughs> Jazz hands. Hacha. Whoopee. Done. <laughs> we're very good at ending episodes. No, we're not. Our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a real education.